Ladies, gentlemen, gentle thems and thembies, you already know what it is. Welcome to another episode of the Banter Pub FC, the spiciest team in the game with the sauciest takes on the pitch, or if you prefer, the sauciest team in the game and the spiciest takes on the pitch. We do it any which way that you can get it, any which way you want Dizzling. it. You know what I'm saying? Tell them, Jonathan. <laughs> not complaining. They're getting the enchilada. Just nothing but sauce, baby. Shout out to uh, Adam who couldn't be with us this week, but as he would say, Real Sauce City, <laughs> Chimney FC. There you go. Mm-hmm. What do we want? <laughs> All the, the smoke. smoke. <laughs> All of it. All of it. Chimney FC, baby. So let's get into it straight away. You already know what it is. For Neil, El Capitan, Jonathan was with us this week in the pub. We've got Ama. Uh, shout out to big man like Rossler, who is doing his thing on the ones and twos as per usual, keeping everything nice and steady on the wheels of steel. Yeah, I'm bringing that back. That's what we're doing. <laughs> so around the pitch, around the pitch, there's, there's too much to talk about. There's too much to talk about. Can't waffle at all. Like, there's been so much football, I don't even know what to deal with. Um, we'll go ahead and give you the cliff notes of what we're going to be covering. We're going to start with the Copa America final being set. Messi finally got his moment, you know what I'm saying, where he got to chat shit, and it banged. So, shout out to Lionel Messi. Um, we have the Euro 2020 final set. Jonathan was right, everybody else was wrong. Italy have just stormed their way to the final, and he said that this would be Mr. Mancini's redemption song, and he is absolutely right. Italy are on a 33 match, I think, unbeaten run. This is dumb. This is this is ridiculous. This is stupid. Okay. Furthermore, fuck England, bro. And then we're gonna move into the MLS table, gonna get into that, see how uh, everything is doing in the East and West. Obviously, the Revs are still top of the table there. And then we're going to finish up with, uh, and I know Ebony Christmas, shout out to Ebony, shout out to Copa 90. Um, you know what I'm saying? Black podcasters, we do this, baby. All day, every day, another day. Holding it down, on the block, by myself. No, no I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> yeah, top Walk in 90, excuse me. Walk in 90, thank you. Um, Shout out to Walk In 90. And we'll finish up around the pitch with NWSL. Obviously, Ebony would uh, you know, beat my ass if I didn't say that the two-time 
NWSL champion. Um, I think back to back as well. Weren't they back to back? But yes, the North Carolina College are top of the table. We're going to discuss those recent results. But the Orlando Pride are there in second. Don't sleep. Okay. You know what it is. Ad Astra Baby going all the way to the bloody exosphere with this one. Then we'll get into the main segment. We've got quite a lot of racism to talk about. <laughs> and then finally, extra time. Every day. You know, uh, every time you, every, everywhere you go, uh, racism. Just everywhere. So let's start with the Copa America final. Well, I mean, it's storybook stuff, isn't it? Argentina, Brazil is your final. Uh, Colombia were dispatched in penalties. Unfortunately, the story is not necessarily Lionel Messi chatting shit, but the fact that Edwin Cardoza has once again missed a crucial penalty. He did it for River Plate, um, allowing Boca Juniors <laughs> to beat them. <laughs> we don't have what to. Was that again? Say, say it again. Wow. What, what was it? It was who? River we don't have to talk about We don't have to talk about this. 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 We just don't have to talk about this, actually. Keep it on the road. Actually, 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 actually. But moving on, he's done it again, where he managed to miss the crucial penalty to keep Colombia alive in the penalty shootout against Argentina, allowing Emmy Martinez to pull off what was the finest of mind games with everybody that stepped up, including Yeri Mina. Um, shout out to Emmy Martinez. Miss you every day, pal. You should still be in an Arsenal shirt, but we, we knew we weren't going to be able to hold on to you. You know what I'm saying? Big, Big man fact. like Arma knows. Big yeah. we, we weren't going to be able to hold on to you, fam. We just weren't. You know, Aston Villa came calling. The peas were right. Listen, you deserve first team football, brethren. Can't keep you on the bench. And you're proving that you're absolutely one of the best goalkeepers in the world right now. So shout out to him. But lads, I, I don't know. I don't even know who to start with. I mean, Jonathan, Neil, Armour, the final. How we got to the final. What are your thoughts? Can Neymar do it again? Um, can Brazil go ahead and put Argentina in their place? Will the streak for the greatest to never win for their country continue for Lionel Messi? Like, what's going on? What's on your mind? What does your yeah. soul tell you when you look at this final? So, um, I'm looking forward to this because I'm hoping this is the moment that Messi gets to finally lift a trophy in an Argentina shirt. Um, as much as he played, like I don't, I don't really care for or about Bar- Barcelona, as except as a spectacle to behold as they crumble into the abyss. But <laughs> but I, I like Lionel Messi as a player, and um, it would be nice to add this trophy to his legacy. So, like, as much as you know, I like I don't I don't really there's no there's no other storyline that matters as much as that to me in this uh, in this final, and so that's why I'll be rooting for Argentina on that day, even though as a good Nigerian, we don't fuck with Argentina. We don't. We don't. Um, I say we, but, but this is be- only because. Hey, um, facts. Big facts. Only, be- only because. Yeah. Only because. You're, apparently. Uh, you're a brother. Wow. Here we go. <laughs> like already getting started. Started. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, so, already getting started already. I didn't even get it out. <laughs> yeah, I got to say, I, 
you know, I, mm-hmm. I think, uh, I think Brazil's going to give Argentina some trouble. I think, uh, I, I think in the, I think in the end, Argentina has too much talent that isn't named Lionel Messi that is actually going to over deliver for Lionel Messi because this might be one of his like he this is his last hurrah from an international standpoint. So he's got to you know he's got to close out his career internationally on a high note. Um, Brazil has a ton of weapons. Um, well, I don't know. Weapons. I don't know about that. I don't know about that, Neil. Because they have a kung fu guy. Uh, it, they, they have a guy that like does jump <laughs> kicks. Gets red cards and plays for Manchester City, but you know, um, he, you know he's going to be back for the final. So we don't need to talk about. It. Yeah, you know, you got to drop that. Uh, you uh, drop team, my, club team name. But that's a given. And the thing is, as well, I don't think it's his last last chance. It's definitely his last chance for the Copa America because he's not doing it again in four years' time from now. It's just not right. But 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 the World Cup is his last hurrah for sure. I don't, obviously Argentina the, I don't think he's going to be in the World Cup. I don't know. I think I think Ronaldo and Messi. Nah, need, I, don't, I think I think he's, he's got he's got to be in the World he, Cup. Yeah, he's got to be there, bro. I'm sorry, he does. Well, he's going to get disappointed again, so he's going to have to. So this Copa America might be it. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Okay. Because and and the, the, the reason okay. why I, I, the, I respect the, that. I'm... The, the the reason why is because if you, if you look at the way the the World Cup play has particularly been trending. The teams are getting better, right? Particularly, a lot of the clubs out of the, particularly a lot of the clubs in the Europe region. Like, yes, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna talk about the Euro in a moment, but th- the style of play coming out of these uh, nations are just—it's just—it's um, something. It's—it's it's, four years ago. Some some of the nations from four years ago, are playing significantly better football collectively. And some countries are doing a fantastic job of building up their talent. Argentina is certainly one of them. Uh, but I just... We'll see. If Emmy Martinez is playing in the uh, uh, between the sticks for Argentina in the World Cup, then Messi will... And, and, and they win a Copa, then Messi may come back and play in the World Cup. But if they lose... If they lose Copa America to Brazil, I don't think I, I don't think Messi uh, goes to the World Cup. I don't know. I mean, I agree with everything you're saying, Neil. And Messi is still the best player for Argentina, so he's gonna he's gonna go there no matter what. And we know that Messi, you know, he's low profile, lower profile than uh, C CR seven. Uh, R is not Ronaldo. I'll let, I'll let y'all use your imagination to what the R means. But wow, bro. He's still... <laughs> he, he out of it. Messi's still about the drama, so he's been, he's been retired from Argentina. He's been back. So he, he'll, make, he'll find his way back in, in the World Cup, no problem. I think Argentina... I don't think Argentina's going to win. I think uh, even watching... I only caught the penalties for the Colombia game, but I watched the Ecuador game and what what they've done to to Messi's Argentina international career, as I've said on Twitter, has been criminal. Like they've surrounded him with like not average players, but players that just don't understand what to do on the pitch. 
And I think defensively, Argentina is going to struggle. If they if they play Otamendi, yeah, if they play with Otamendi, they're going to lose. And I have a lot of love for Otamendi. He's a two time Premier League champion, but he is a complete liability. So I, I don't think that they will win, which will be very devastating. Because uh, I also, I also like almost likes Messi, um, but yeah, he'll definitely be in the World Cup regardless of this disappointment. It's money. It's money on the line. So yeah, um, I agree with Jonathan. To tell you the truth, lads, um, John, I, I do. I just do not see Argentina getting it done. Brazil have been comprehensive. You know, they've done otherworldly stuff to get to this final. I think they will absolutely dance. Excuse me. They will samba all over Argentina when that first whistle blows. I'm sorry. I can't see past them. Richarlison is also in incredible scintillating form. Um, this this is going to be the story of Lionel Messi. One of the greatest players, if not the greatest player to ever do it. Against all odds and being the only person to get clearance because... Without that human growth hormone, man would not be playing in, in professionally at all. He got a blind from FIFA. He's done something that no one else has done. So we have to take our hats off to him for that. Now, saying all that, I don't think that comes without a price. Internationally speaking, he will be one of the greatest talisman that Argentina have ever produced. But he will not clear Maradona without a major international honor. He needs it. He needs this. Yeah. He needs this more than anything else in his career right now. For for, for his legacy, um, yeah, as an Argentinian, like, yeah, he's, he's done it for Barcelona. He's a legend in the game. But to be the greatest ever with no national title, I mean, it's not like you're Robert Lewandowski. You come from a powerhouse nation. Right. Football, right. Right? Um, right. So that is a knock. And then the homie, um, you know, and, and, and however you however you rank players, um, you have to acknowledge his ability and how much better his, you know, he makes the teams that he plays on. However, you're 100% right. It's been a travesty watching Argentina implode um, in spite of his amazing talent, you know, every two to four years. I think we saw Copa Americas. I think Chile, Chile, <laughs> Chile, Chile took, a, took the Copa Americas from under his nose like twice in a row. Absolutely. Right? You knew um, what time it was every single time that they stepped up to go ahead and do it. And, and everybody kept saying the same thing. Yeah, everybody kept saying the same thing. This is it. This is Messi's time. This is Argentina's time. They're finally going to get it done. Bro, that streak yeah. continues. And, that and in the shootout, like he he took a decisive pen, and when Yeri Mina missed, did you see Messi? Uh, uh, I uh, hope y'all get. I hope going off. Just get to look at the videos. Uh, like he uh, was going, uh, he was like talking extra crap, and I loved it. I'm like, yeah, this this energy. He did his job, and you know, they they you know they skate to the final. Brazil will be difficult. They're playing in Brazil. Um, so not just that, not just that, but Argentina's defense has been, as it has always been, suspect. It's yeah. suspect back there. 
I just don't know if they have it within their locker to contain the likes of a Neymar Richarlison onslaught for 90 minutes. So, I just don't so think they Emmy can do Martinez, it. The, the, Emmy Martinez is the saving grace of that. Yes, he that is. defense, right? Like, so mm-hmm. that's, that's my hope, is that he'll handle his business uh, as much as he can, and, um, and Argentina will over-deliver uh, on the attacking front. And Emmy's already I, said that he's gonna go. He's gonna go to the wall for Messi um, yes. in the World Cup. So, yeah, I, I, he's gonna have a great performance, but it, I don't think it's gonna be enough. I, I think that right now, but who knows? Who knows what might happen? It's it's gonna be tight. You know what I'm saying? Um, shout out to Rossa back there on the wheels of steel. Your face earlier when you were talking about this stuff, but. Wow, <laughs> just wow, cuz. Um, I can't wait till we start um, our YouTube stuff so that people can see our faces whilst we're talking about this sort of stuff. It's going to be absolutely legendary. Anyway, there it is. Neil thinks what Neil thinks, Armin thinks what Armin thinks, Jonathan has said what he has said, and I too have said what I've said. What do you think, though? Get at us on the old Twitter, you know, at us. Tell us what you think. So that leaves the European Championship final. <clears throat> now, I know I'm hosting this week. Okay. And yes, as you can tell, I am from England, you know, by way of the United Kingdom. Okay. But I just want to make this very, very clear. <laughs> Fuck England, bro. Okay. Fuck England with a long dick. Fuck England. With the 10-foot barge pole. Fuck England. And they're colonizing asses. Yeah, I know I'm English. I said it. You know what I'm saying? But, you know... Don't do a transatlantic slave trade and base your entire economy off of it to go ahead and bolster an empire and then we won't have this conversation. That's just how I feel about it. Saying that, though, they've only conceded one goal in the entire tournament. Raheem Sterling was the first English player to score all three of England's first three goals in a European Championship. He's the first player since Gary Lineker to do so for England when Gary Lineker did it in the 86 World Cup, I think it was. Uh, oh, man, you might need to check me on uh, that. Definitely not 86. I don't know, man. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know if he scored you it's one. Like, it's one of them. It's one of them. You like really? So eighty six and nineteen ninety. No, it might be nineteen ninety. Italy. Yeah, eighty six. I don't remember this guy. Hmm. We'll do a fact check. Let's 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 go with uh, nineteen ninety then. Um, but you know, fact check me on it later. Um, or fact check me on it now. I don't care. But um, England have done <clears throat> well to get to where they are. Their first major international tournament final in well over, well over 35 years. Going all the way back to 1966 with this one, chaps. So. No, you're talking 55 years. Yeah, 55. Yeah, it's. (laughs) First of all, first of all, you know, credit to John for, uh, you know, saying that Italy was going to go to the final. I mean, as you said in the intro, Joseph, like, yes, I don't, yes. I don't, I don't, I don't think mm-hmm. any, I don't think mm-hmm. any of us, but him thought that Italy was going to do the thing and they did the thing. 
Um, and- no, we all thought we all thought if I remember rightly what episode it was, we all thought that France was going to do the thing again. That's what we all thought. Yeah, I think we're pretty Belgium, unanimous. Belgium, Belgium, you know, Belgium got shouts too. Yep, yep. Belgium got shouts as well. Mm-hmm. But I just, I think we've expected England to, you know, they've the, England has scratched and clawed to get to this final. Italy's outclassed every opponent that they've been up against in the group stage, in the knockout stage, you know, and now mm-hmm. in the and 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 now leading up to the final, you know, yes, have 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 some of their games been tighter? Certainly, has um, there have been some uh, questionable questionable is what I'll, is how I'll phrase it um, choices in terms of who is starting in some of the more decisive matches. Um, uh, just because Verratti is healthy doesn't mean he needs to play. Fam. That's true. Listen, say that. I mean, say that. And conversely, <laughs> just, because, that. just because your last name is Rice, Declan, doesn't mean you are a worthy central defensive mm. midfielder. Because on the pitch... Say that as well, fam. Because, because, because on the pitch... He's coming to United, though. No, he's not. No, he's not. Um, we don't need instant rice. We need Basmati, and he is neither. And he is neither. <laughs> Wait, that's a bar. No, listen, Rossler, you you get that? Did you get that? That's definitely becoming a clip later. I don't give a fuck. That is, we definitely do not need so Declan Rice. We need Basmati, and unfortunately, England are notorious. For never ever drafting in British Asian players, that is another discussion for another day. You know, shout out to the man there in Luton that are doing up the thing. I can't remember the name of that independent club that they built. I think it's like Sporting Luton or something like that. But um, I'll I'll remember. I have to remember to kind of include the link in the show notes. But that's something that does need to be said. They do not bring in uh, British Asian players. It it doesn't it doesn't make any sense to me. Like that man can ball. But they so one so obviously um, Spinazzola um, is uh, injured. I think for is it I think for six months or eight months. So he's obviously you know yeah, rehabbing. So so, while, yeah. so so he's not gonna, so he's not going to be playing, and he's been playing lights out in defense for Italy. Um, but if you look at the teams and look at who Gary ne- and, and and if you look at um, who has been starting for England versus who should be starting or who's been selected to start versus who should be starting. Um, there's some big discrepancies. Uh, Jaden Sancho being one of them, Marcus Rashford mm-hmm. being another, Jude Bellingham being another. Um, it's almost like a certain manager of the three lions doesn't watch any other league, but the prem because the fact that Jude Bellingham has not started a single match this entire euro but declan rice who was an inferior cdm has like jude can do both he can attack and he and he can play the versus declan rice they just conceded the first goal though right like so if he gets the result you have to be like okay it worked out for you may not work next time but it worked like and i see him mostly He's he's a relatively conservative tactician, 
and I I feel like sometimes too much, like he's too conservative, um, given the talent at his disposal. But if he's gotten the results, especially clean sheets, right, and that CDM role, you're happy. Whatever happened, you didn't concede, and so you're like, okay, you could you have played with more flair? And you know, actually made those matches more enjoyable for the for the viewers. Um, have exposed, build your team. Um, absolutely. I the one I I was more you know flabbergasted by, you know, Saka starting over, and I love Saka starting over Sancho and Rashford. And I understand that you know, depending on the the formation he's trying to play, that may make sense. And Saka was great in this this particular game. But I think against Germany, he was he was not very good, and I think um, you could have they would have benefited from seeing uh, Jadon Sancho early. Yeah, from that match. Yeah, yeah. I, and, and, so and like, you, yeah, I, you, yeah I, I, I hear you. And and to your point, Ama, just to add to your point, like not not only should Jaden have been playing, but there's this idea that oh. Gareth Southgate wasn't, you know, wasn't playing him until the United deal was done. And it's just like, Gareth Southgate never played for United. So why the fuck would he care about what a, what a club that he doesn't give a fuck about during the, during the print? Like, who could, no, that's not his, he doesn't care. He doesn't care. He doesn't care about deals being made because we've been linked to um, fucking Trippier. Why? I don't even fucking know. But that's been the case. But you don't see. Yeah, you don't even need him. Play. You don't even need him for that position. Right. Exactly. Yeah. But the, the 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 but to add to Ama's point, Jaden should have been starting. Marcus is, you know, if we are basing it on last season and goals produced and um, uh, results and also um, assists, yes, was. Was Harry Kane a better creative player um, this previous, you know, leading up into the Euros than Marcus was? Sure, right? But at the end of the day, Harry Kane is milk toast compared to Marcus. Milk toast, guys. Like, there's no reason. And, there, and there, I, I would argue he and I, and I would argue he, he's complimentary too. Like, I feel like. You know, Harry Kane is your captain. He's, you know, you're always gonna, he's always gonna start. But I feel like there's definitely space for Marcus Rashford, even if he's not playing down the middle. United have used him up the, down the left hand side effectively, and um, that although that would mean like shifting Sterling, or but that's one of those things where you can, when the legs get tired, you can you can swap them out. So I I, I don't understand why Marcus Rashford hasn't gotten more playing time. But when the manager gets results, you say, okay, you move on. But that, that's definitely a, tr- a troubling sign for again, me. Again, yeah. Up to up until Mikel Damsgaard's utter worldy of a free kick. They did beautiful. not concede a single goal. They did not concede a single goal for the entire tournament, not in the group stage, and not at any point up to Damsgaard put it on them. Like, everybody's saying that um, Jordan Pickford should have done better there, but no. The way that Damsgaard hit that, the dip that he put on that, no goalkeeper in the world is stopping that. I mean, I don't care if they're like one foot long anyway. 
You know what? T-Rex arms or not, you're not stopping it. I don't care. You know what I'm I, saying? Yeah, I mean, I think it was a remarkable strike. It was a great, great goal. Beautiful goal. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm. nothing will make me a Pickford fan. Um, no. uh, so, the, in the way we're talking about Emmy Martinez being on an asset to Argentina, that's like the opposite for Jordan Pickford. The man is a he's a mistake waiting to happen, and I mean you know, it may happen in the in the mean, final against the club. You, you might as well tell that. Yeah, he's making a mistake, bro. Hold that. Listen, the best English keeper right now is the brother that played for Sheffield United last year. Okay, loaned, loaned, loaned to Sheffield United. Loan. <laughs> it wasn't theirs. Dean Henderson. Yeah, Dean Henderson is the best. So Dean Henderson is the best goalkeeper. Dean Henderson. Dean Henderson is the best English goalkeeper going right now. Prove me wrong. Prove me wrong, bro. Oh yeah, it's true. I can't. Soon to be United. So why is he not between the sticks? You know what I'm saying? Like again, there's 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 so many reasons why I do not rate England. I'm 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 kind of I don't know. Maybe it's because me, I remember when Brian Clough, I remember when I, well, I should say when I learned of Brian Clough because I was too young to actually witness it and remember it live. But I do remember learning about when Brian Clough was considered for the England job. Okay. This is a man that won a European championship, uh, sorry, European championship, European cup with Nottingham Forest. Okay. He was considered strongly to be the next guy to take over for the England position. And when they asked him about why he didn't get it, he said it's because the FA wants a yes man, and he is absolutely not that. They don't choose the best players regardless of where they're playing. They're trying to push, as Neil pointed out earlier, Premier League dominance. They didn't even play Sancho until he was officially announced for Man United. I mean, that, that is something that we don't get to spin. That's not something we get to ignore. That man wasted away on the bench, sometimes not even being selected until he was announced for Man United, bro. If that doesn't tell you that the way that the game is being played right now, I, I don't know what does. That man can't feature for his country before he's playing for an English club? Get the fuck out of here, bro. <laughs> well, I mean, Southgate, Southgate, like you're, like you're saying, uh, Southgate's a company, man. Like, look at what he said about the whole controversy. Well, the fake controversy, but controversy nonetheless. With the whole like Heineken bottles taking it down, like sponsorship stuff, like he's a company man, so it that totally makes sense. And like I'm always saying I'm time, you. time again, as Every long as he's getting the results, then you just he's getting doing. He's getting results, yes, but it's not as if the FA have deviated from their same fucking template that they've had since Sven Goran Eriksson. Even before that, Terry Venables, you know what I'm saying, Glenn Hoddle. Like it's just like they keep doing it. They're trying to get their ideological template over the line, which is an English manager wins the thing for England whilst being able to tow a certain patriotic nationalist line. The only thing that makes Gareth Southgate stand apart, apart from his man management skills, which is the best that England have ever had, I will absolutely die on that hill. There's not been a better man manager for England than Gareth Southgate. That's just facts, okay? But what I will say is the that reason why he's a yes man. Not, not hmm? big Sam, Mr. Bun. Fuck, man. 
Anderson Fox, Sam Allardyce. That man is an absolute fraud. Listen, yo, I don't have time yo, to get yo, that. Yo, man. this guy would like, <laughs> like Big Sam. That's how they move. Big Sam moves like uh, like, like Man City with the court of arbitration in sports. Man's doing envelopes for, for, for the man <laughs> left and right. <laughs> Like, like, <laughs> like, yeah, no wonder you like Big Sam. Yeah, bro. Man's doing backroom deals oh. out here. Son. You listen, get him on man is, team. Get him on City's coaching team. Listen, if you want, <laughs> if you want it to be a proper English manager, then okay, yes, yeah, Sam Allardyce <laughs> is probably your boy. You know what I'm saying? Like, you want you want some of that greasy white nationalist gangster yeah. underworld type shit? You call Big Sam. You understand? Man's been passing Manila envelopes around since fucking Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank was playing for Chelsea. Don't hey, watch that. Get him an Don't Arsenal. That, maybe bro. get him an Arsenal. Maybe you'll get somebody for the cheap. That's a guarantee. That's a guarantee, but it's yeah. not gonna happen. Arsenal. Moves Don't fucking there. watch that, cuz. Don't watch that. Listen again. I digress though. The thing about it is, though, is that while Gareth, Man- Gareth Southgate is the best man manager the England men's national team has ever had, okay, what undercuts him, or sorry, not what undercuts him, what sets him apart is the fact that he's actually willing to stand up for the players, particularly when it comes to this whole taking the knee stuff, right? And he's like a modern day John Brown. Yeah, I can't <laughs> say, wow. Come on. Oh, oh. <laughs> So that's our time, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. This has been the this has been the Bands of Pop FC, the sauciest team in the game, the spiciest takes on the pitch. You know, wow, Jonathan, you got to chill, bro. Wow. So I'm not gonna let this segment pass without saying, um, it's also it's fuck England. Everybody knew that. Everybody knew that already. But it's also fuck Italy, right? Um, yeah. Salute to. Haile <laughs> Selassie, the first. <laughs> there was only one. There was only one Italian. There's only one Italian person on this planet that I personally want this for. Okay. Who is that? It's my. Um, it's one of my good friends. His name is Jack. He was also a guitarist in a band that I was in called Chips Down. All right, and... fair enough. There is a real human being. I thought you were going to name one of the black players who they left behind. Listen, we don't have time for that. We don't have time for that. We don't have time for that. Hey, there's, there's too many. We, we've, been, we've been nice and cozy. We with, really have. Uh, Italia, we've been like, oh, yeah, True. look at the swag. Mm-hmm. But no, nah, it's still fuck Italy, too, man. Like, yeah, man. This is Colonizer Derby, Colonizer Bowl, all dead. I don't care about these oh, things. Oh, for sure. I want this. I want this. Black players to excel in the match. I don't give a damn who wins. <laughs> I'm I'm like, I'm supporting Italy just because my pride is in the line. But like I was saying, once that full time whistle blows, it's fuck Europe. Period. That's that's, that's <laughs> on everything. So <laughs> listen, ninety minutes you will get me invested. After that, El Rosismo, as far as the Classico is concerned, is just definitely out. You know what I'm saying? I don't care about it anymore. The only thing that needs to happen. And it's imperative that this happens is that England lose, period. England do not deserve this. You've already started to see major people in the British press and, you know, all sorts of influential people in the UK, namely English, you know, pundits and things of that nature, try to spin this off as if 
England winning this is a testament to the fact that none of the bullshit is currently happening. They fucked up on COVID. They denied institutional racism exists. I'm sorry, but England do not deserve any major international championships until they get their fucking shit right. That's not to say that Italy doesn't have work to do either. It's just if somebody's going to win the Colonizer Classico, then I will prefer that it will be Italy because at least they're loud and proud about their fascism, whilst Britain, namely England, tries to stuff it under the rug when the whole thing looks like a fucking lump. I'm tired, okay? Send Sterling to Jamaica, send Saka to Nigeria, make this shit right. Thank you very much. Good night. That is all I have to say about the European Championship final. England must lose. That and is I'll it. Just, and, and I'll just, that and, is it. And, and speaking of the, and b- before we move on to the two domestic tables, um, I'll just say that I, what's really sticking in my crawl is conservative uh, folks in the UK, particularly in government, who passed Brexit, forced, forced Brexit go. on. And, mm, yeah. Say that name. You know, you know, it's coming home and things like that. And it's just like, but what about the, but the people and the families of the, of particularly the black players that got England to this point, because let's be clear, as has already been discussed, mm-hmm. it wasn't Harry Kane mm-hmm. turning it on in the group stage to start England's rise. It was Raheem Sterling. So, so, so. Yes, it was. And Brexit could potentially not just as, you know, as we're getting ready for the Premier League, the the next Premier League season to start, and as Brexit kicks up, it's going to be very interesting with uh, some of these uh, players um, who, you know, hold dual citizenship because of who their parents are um, and because of Brexit's rules. So. So when they say, is it coming home? For who? I know for a fact that England are not sending their best. They're sending their biggest names. That has always been the case for as long as I've been alive. Do you know what I mean? Uh, It's it's, it's a different intersection for me because I'm coming at it from uh, somebody who used to be very passionate about England doing well in major international tournaments. You know what I'm saying? I grew up on big men like and- Andy Cole. I grew up on big men like Saul Campbell. I grew up on big men like Rio Ferdinand. I grew up on big men like fucking Paul Ince. I grew up on big men like Ian Wright. I grew up on the best black English players that has ever set foot on the pitch. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? That's no disrespect to John Barnes, even though Uncle John really needs to allow the fucking tap dancing. But I still yeah, will give... Serious. But I will still give him his due as well. He paved the way as all. You know what I'm saying? Some big names are still not getting their shine. There were, as I said, British Asian players that are not getting their shine on a club level or a country level. That's a massive problem. And that's due in part to Islamophobia, if not wholly. You know what I'm saying? For all the to-do about anti-Semitism, I really need people to focus on how Islamophobia actually permeates our culture in football. There are whole beautiful, brilliant players that are British and Asian that are not getting call-ups because of what we've been doing since fucking 7-7, if not before that. You know what I'm saying? So that is a big thing. Well, at, at youth level, like you got, um, and it starts at the youth level, right? Yes, it does. 
to get those looks, to get those, to get that uh, that call up. It makes it makes a big difference. Then for the black players that do make it, basically they're praised for their labor, but as soon as they make the mistake, it's gollywog this and nignog that. You know what I'm saying? Like how many times do we have to see that? How many times do we have to see it? Fucking the Prime Minister of the United Kingdom, Marcus Rashford, called out his um, racial bigots. Ian Wright went through it as well. Man's not even playing anymore, and he's gone through it. You understand? And you're not taking this shit seriously. But you expect me to take a report, a cherry-picked report, saying that institutional racism doesn't exist in the UK? You suck my dick from the back and you gargle on my cum. That's what you do. You know what I'm saying? I don't see it. I don't see it for England for that particular reason. Maybe this is the wine talking, but I'm sorry, but I've I, I fell out of love with um, with the English men's national team. Crimes. One of them is colonialism. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. So yeah, hmm. let's see the next so, round. You know, I <laughs> just I just don't I just don't feel like an England win is going to be. Um, is going to be conducive to anything that is actually happening to the country at large. It's a distraction from what needs to be, to what needs to be done. And I'm saying this as somebody who is fully fledged English, saying this as somebody as a British citizen, saying this as somebody who has witnessed that kind of selective amnesia from English na- uh, men's national football team fans all the way over to parliamentarians. It's something that needs to be addressed. And until then, I don't feel like a European Championship or World Cup, uh, Conca- uh, excuse me, Concacaf Nations League, UEFA Nations League title, none of that shit is conducive to what we need to be focusing on as a nation. If we're going to play that nationalist shit with me, then I'm going to go ahead and hold you to the sword on that. And maybe it's just me. I don't feel like it is, but just saying objectively, maybe it's just me that feels that way. But the evidence suggests that you have work to do. So fucking get it done. I do not feel you should reward fans who booed the knee with a title. Apart from anything else, you shined a light in Casper Schmeichel's face. So shout out to the dickhead who did that. And then on top of that, there was a second ball on the pitch. And for some reason, some of the best officials in the game missed that. Had they caught that, that penalty doesn't happen. And then the penalty itself, right? Raheem Sterling, for all he has done to carry England on his back, he did go down before any contact was made. Needs to be said. So it's a soft penalty to award on top of that. No era penal. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, that's, 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 that's a big fact. Um, I mean, you could argue that, yeah, the officiating was bad. Um, Garbage. For that match. And, but, Garbage. Yeah, he went down easily. There was a better shot for Pen on Harry Kane that that didn't get called either. Mm, I would agree. I would agree second, with you on that. Oh my yeah. And second, second, like the second ball on the pitch was really weird. But also reports have come out. You know, we've been talking about it online um, about you know interference from a fan with a laser pointer at Casper Schmeichel's face during the penalty taking in extra time. There's just a lot of you know. Like England will do it any way they can. Like this, this is big independence vibes. It's just like, yeah, <clears throat> we're just talking about you know bad colonial power, and <laughs> I said just, this like, was... they're just gonna do it. You know, I said just, at all at all costs, and so 
quickly, quickly before we, we quickly before we move on to the MLS and the NWSL. I had said this on the timeline about how the same environment that fosters booing the knee is also going to foster somebody taking liberties like that with a laser fucking pen. You know what I'm saying? It only takes one person to fuck it up for an entire nation. That was the point that I was making. Maybe, maybe, maybe that got lost in translation, but I mean, surely people can see that, but I'll put it to the rest of you, man. What do you think? Do you think that there's, considering what's happened with England fans, how notorious they are for fucking shit up? Remember what happened in Euro 2016? Remember what they got away with from Euro 2016, particularly in Marseille, right? Can we not say that English fans have once again gotten away with bullshit here? Is that not fair to say? I don't feel like there's a heavy generalization or a heavy implication either way. It's a chronological timeline of events as far as i'm Sam, concerned nobody wants england like this was in this was in england nobody wants english fans coming to watch football in their country that's just what it is nobody it's facts, bro it's been like that even before the heisel disaster i mentioned that on a previous nobody episode wants yeah. nobody wants it and that's because that's because we know who we know they they are who we think they are Mm-hmm. Nobody wants English fans at games. Nobody wants English tourists in their place. They their don't, country. bro. Like they're just in, they're they're a menace no matter where they go. So, and we, and we saw that, we, we, we we saw that this year, English fan. We saw Chelsea fans, famously, of course, mm. <laughs> in the in, mm. It, mm. in, yeah, in it, you know in, <laughs> in, in in the fucking Champions League final, right? Surrounding Come on, a. Man restaurant owner beating him up right because yeah. you know beating they were just up. drunk and unruly not because they were eating just because they wanted to be rabble rousers and they thought it was the 1940s right you know well, in, in euro 2016 in euro 2016 how did english fans celebrate by beating sweden they walked into an ikea and smashed it the fuck up Fast forward to one, year 2020. How, how would they celebrate in this for all intents and purposes because of the shambolic officiating and on top of that, the very soft penalty? How are they celebrating this final birth? I, did you not see that picture of them standing on top of the number nine Aldwych service? Like, their men are trying to go home after work and you're holding up a whole bus, bro. Like, yeah, sure, absolute scenes, Jeff. I get it. I do. But at the same time, if I'm on that bus, I want each and every single one of you to fall off of it and break your legs. Like that car, I'm trying to go home. I've, I've been working. You understand what I'm saying to you? Let's just keep it real. <laughs> I don't really get it. Like everywhere they go, unruly behavior. Not even in the, like, the friendly, it's not even like in the friendly way of like trying to, um, you know, get people to laugh and, you know, maybe even pass, possibly join in or something like that. No, it's just wanton destruction every single time with England supporters. It's been like that for decades. Why are we acting brand new when England fans are doing the whole lads on tour bullshit, bro? It's imperative. Yeah, fuck them. I hope they get smashed in the final. Yeah. In Italy, you have one job, just one smash England. Break English hearts and let's get this shit on and popping because we have a whole 
Qatari World Cup to contend with in like <laughs> 14 months time. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Anyway, MLS. MLS, bro. Wow. Um, I don't know who told the Chicago Fire to be good, but I'm going to need that to stop immediately. Thank you very much. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, the MLS season rolls on. It's very interesting at the top. I think we all suspected that the New England Revolution were going to be players after their you know surprising MLS Cup run last season. But they're definitely doing it. They're top of the table in the East. You know what I'm saying? Um, in the West, however... No, okay, wait, wait, interesting. Wait, wait, wait. But before we get to the West, AO Toronto. Oh Lord. Why don't you come mm. off of some of that maple syrup, my guys? Because you mm. came into DC and we beat the brakes off of you so much that you fired your fucking head coach. Yeah. How about that? Smacked him. Smacked him. Beat the brakes. Also, also rest in peace, Big Rob. Smacked him. That was for Big Rob. Fuck y'all haters. DC United all day. Fuck Toronto. Y'all got your asses whooped. How about that? Yes. Shout out to the Those Survived by Big Rob, one of the biggest and legendary DC United supporters. Shout out to DC United supporters as well. You know what I'm saying? I'm sorry for your loss. We here at the Banter Pub definitely send our most deepest and sincere condolences. Um, That is a hole that will never be filled, but hopefully DC United carry on these performances to carry you guys on to, you know, have a deep playoff run or maybe even surprise people in the Supporters' Shield. Who knows? But um, 7-1. I mean, if that isn't proof that you should never hire Chris Armas for anything, I don't know what is. This also, much to the chagrin of DC United supporters, this does vindicate Red Bull New York supporters as well. They've been saying that they've always had the talent, but it was Chris Armas that was not doing the business. I don't know. Considering how Toronto definitely has names on their, sh- their, their uh, uh, roster sheet, and they are sitting bottom of the <laughs> MLS Eastern Conference. <laughs> oh, those bums. See, but if we had Yo. Perel, if we had, if we had Perel, they'd be sitting in the fucking, re- the fucking relegation zone. But, you know, here we are. They, they, are, they are the dead last bottom of the bottom. Bottom of the bottom. Both, both conferences, they are the worst team, the worst franchise in the entire MLS. Let me give it to you like this. Free Josie like out, the, free Josie out the door. Good God. Free, free that man. him. Free him. Right. Free right. that man. Free that man. No one else. As far as I'm concerned, like, let me just give it to you, man, like this. When they lost 7-1, yes, 7-1, with like, what, six? Six different goal scorers in that match? Neil? I'm pretty sure that's correct, right? Yes, that's correct. Right. Because someone had a brace, but there were six different goal scorers in that match. 7-1, okay? 7-1, when that happens, not only did you lose 7-1, but that was your sixth successive loss in a row. What manager survives that? There's not a single manager on this planet that doesn't get the sack for a run like that in any league. Chris Harmus definitely needs to go back to the drawing board like for that. But Toronto will have to rebuild. Um, and namely, it will come in terms of not the plays that they have on the books, but it will come in the terms of what tactics they're using and who is helming the side in terms of management. 
I don't know who you bring in to replace that. That is going to be an interesting discussion. But you deserve to be where you are, Toronto. I'm really sorry to say that. You're behind fucking into Miami. Them men can't even follow the rules in terms of signing players. <laughs> and you're behind them. Bro, embarrassing. FC Cincinnati are two spots above you. And them men can't... Them men, them men signed Jeff... Marga Cameron, you understand what I'm saying to you? It's bad for you, okay? But, but, let's focus on the top of the table. New England Revolution are ahead on 24 points. Orlando City SC, the finest MLS club in the world. Yes, I said it. Jonathan, back me up on this. Because we're going to win the league. I'm just letting you know now, okay? There's no backing up. There's no backing up and, you know, a spurious claim like that. Like, you know, they're number two in the East, but in the West, I, again, every time we bring up the East-West thing, there's like, we've got more points than the best team. In Nobody the sees it for choking Kansas City, first and foremost. They always do well in the Supporters' Shield. Then they fail to get past the Western Conference final. No one sees it for them. As far as yeah, Seattle Sounders are concerned, yeah, as far as Seattle Sounders are concerned, sure, they're doing it again in the Supporters' Shield. Yeah, and then they might make the MLS Cup final on this kind of form if things continue. But will they get their asses slapped like Columbus Crew did last season? I think it might happen. I think it might. You know what I'm saying? You haven't got the legs. Brothers in the midfield. Just like, you know, it's amazing. It's amazing. You've, got, you've got the talent in the West. That's undisputable. But the stamina belongs in the East. So with that being said and done, okay, Orlando City are top five. Let's go ahead and put respect on that name. Nobody sees it for Colorado. You're still a point behind. We have a game in hand. That's the other thing as well. If we win that game in hand, we'll be top of the East, at least level on points with New England Revolution. That puts us at least in either third or fourth. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 right. So yeah. Orlando City are doing it. Shout out to Papi, who's doing the absolute business. Yes, sir. You uh, you took what you did in the MLS Biz Back tournament. You've replicated it for the MLS League proper. Salute to you, sir. That's what you do. Okay. And shout out also to Montreal, or uh, excuse me, Club de Foot Montreal, um, for doing what you needed to do with a certain player, which we'll get to in the main segment. But chaps. That is your top five. Seattle, Sporting Kansas City, LA Galaxy, New England Revolution, Orlando City SC. We are almost to the midpoint of the season. Who have you got? Talk to me. I mean, Still Seattle. Yeah, yeah. Seattle's the best team in the league, um, far and away. Um, I, I, I think DC United, uh, thanks for giving us a shout earlier. I think we're going to – I think if anything, we – we may cause problems in the playoffs. We are not there yet. We're still building as a club. Um, and I think we could make a shout for supporter shield for sure, for sure. Uh, but as far as the top five, I mean, I think this is Seattle's title to lose. Um, they are, you know, and Amas talked about it on episode after episode, like, you know, whether it be last season or this season, or <laughs> like Seattle is on it. And they're just resilient. They're resilient. Don't, don't, don't sleep on Orlando City now because, one, we're getting back uh, Jackson from international duty with Ecuador. 
and Pato's mm-hmm. coming back. Yes, he is. Say it. Say so, it. <laughs> Goals we're gonna be. We're going to be flying. We're going to be flying Woo-hoo. high. Listen, it's already been goals all day. Listen, everybody from Chris Muller all the way over to fucking Nani is scoring the lights out, okay? Yes, Pereira missed that penalty, but I think it was better. I think it was more well saved than anything else. Speaking of, Chicago Fire, don't get excited, okay? <laughs> don't get excited. You man are 21st in the Supporters Shield, okay? Your run has been absolutely brilliant. Fantastic recently. Seven points from nine. Well done. But, uh,. <laughs> The last time I checked, you were eleventh in the East, Fat. Yeah, you all coughed up three goals to the this whack team. What is you what are is on eleven points with eleven Remind games the played? Say, I'm a, I'm a, wait, 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 no, Joseph, wait a second. Say it again. Say it again. Say it again. Remind them. Remind them. Remind our listeners, please, on that stat. Go ahead. Go ahead. You, yeah. So this terrible, terrible Chicago team gave up three goals. Three goals and and Shut up, fumbled Shut up. the lead. No, you guys no, scored no. first Shut up, no. and then just kept shipping matter. goals. Like they were in way the yeah. hell in injury time. It was like, hey, you want another Listen, goal? Listen, it doesn't lost, matter. Lost it doesn't Thank you. Thank you. Oh, Thank you very my. much. Okay. Oh, oh. You, you saw the collapse. You saw the collapse. Oh, Listen, sorry. man went to have a shower at 1 1 and it was 3 1 at full time. Okay. Obviously, man had to support. The reigning, defending, back-to-back Stanley Cup champions, the Tampa Bay Lightning, because they were playing on the same night. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But at the same time, at the same name time, one no one Name sees one player on the Chicago Fire. One player on the Chicago Fire? Bastion Schweinsteiger. Bastion Schweinsteiger. Oh, current players? Oh, my bad. All these anonymous dudes. Come really? and ship three on your head. I'm really? sorry. I, there's no excuses. And you want to go ahead and have your anonymous. You get one win. You get one win in like ages. That's not and my your squad. That's not my and squad. I don't care. You, I'm just saying, Orlando City. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, Chicago Fire gets one win in ages, and your 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 team captain wants to jump into the crowd and beat drum. <laughs> the dead man there. Nah, fam. Nah, allow it. Allow it. Allow it. Allow it. I'm not having any of that. You lot are still terrible. Okay. Catch up, okay? We are full 10 points hey, ahead of you, man. Did, I don't want to hear anything from you, man. They did their Shut job up. against these Shut bad, up. these, these this up. amazing team. This like, oh, Shut up, bro. Shut oh, up, bro. watch out. Shut up, fam. Hey, no one wants to hear it from you. You, man, aren't even in playoff contention. I don't want to hear it from you, man, <laughs> at all. 10 points! There is a 10-point gap between us. We are not on the same level. You do not and go that, here. And you, you still ate that L. That's I don't get yeah, and we will be fine going forward, baby, because as Jonathan pointed out, we've got heavy hitters coming back. We are still second in the league. Hold out, your boy. We're good. We're so good. We're so Gucci. We're not it's, it's not even a problem. It's not even a problem. It's not even a problem. Barely top top five, five in the league. Top five in the league, bro. Barely. Don't even watch that. When that whole um Emma Equis, uh versus MSL, uh MLS, excuse me, um tournament kicks off. That League's Cup, yeah? Who's going to get the call? Orlando City, fam. I don't see Chicago in that tournament. Shut the fuck up. I don't want to hear it from any of you, man. None of you. Suck it, okay? You got Nikola Vucevic, but you're not going to get this MLS Cup, fam. That's what really matters, okay? Yeah. You could have gone to hockey, basketball. I guess when you 
speak the truth, you know, a few <laughs> demons start flapping. <laughs> like it's all I said is these men played an anonymous Chicago Fire team and shipped <laughs> three goals on top of their head in the second half. I don't want to hear that shit. No, it's just like, look, enjoy your victory in it, but you're still 10 points behind the Iron Lions. I don't want to hear anything from you, fam. Like, shut up. Shut yeah, up. Y'all have to prove it. Enjoy your dub. Enjoy your dub. It does not matter. 10 points. 10 points. 10 points. Do you have a star on your jersey somewhere? Mm. Do you? you know uh, what? Anyway, let's move on anywhere? to the NWSL still. Yeah. The NWSL oh, did, you, did you put it in, in well, your shield? Doing very well. Next doing week, very please. Well, <laughs> doing very well again. <laughs> uh, very well again in comparison about- to Orlando and Chicago-based oh, teams, bro. You want to talk about Orlando? You want to talk yes, about Orlando? Yes, let's go and talk about that. How about yeah. we do that? It's only let's one point. The pride. Let's talk it's about the only, pride. It's only one point between us and the North Carolina Co. Excuse me. Shout out to Ebony Christmas once again of uh, Walking 90. Uh, you know, uh, one, of the, uh, one of the flyest, if not the flyest, American Outlaws members and moderators and administrators. Shout out to you. But yes, you're two-time back-to-back NWSL champion. North Carolina Courage are top of the table with 16 points. Following them with one point. Behind them is the Orlando Pride. Because why? Because Sydney LaRue is doing gangbusters out here, fam. You know who else is doing gangbusters? Taylor Korniak, bro. You know who else is doing gangbusters? Ashlyn Harris, bro. We're winning the league and there's nothing that you can do about it. You know who's seventh in the league, bro? Chicago Red Stars. Hold that L. You know who's sixth in the league, bro? Washington Spirit. Hold that L. But shout out to Trinity Rodman. Shout out to Trinity Rodman, though, who should be representing the U.S. women's national team in these spectatorless Tokyo Olympics in 2021. You should be there, baby girl. You should be there. You absolutely should be there. No one's going to take that away from you. I'm sorry that U.S. soccer is shit. You know what I'm saying? I'm sorry that U.S. soccer is racist, misogynist, if you will. You know what I'm saying? But you should be there. No one disagrees with that. Who knows ball, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, but I, I don't know. This I, the more you talk about the league, the more nineteen crimes are being committed. I feel like Orlando, Orlando Pride, they've been top of the league for the last few weeks. And, and no, yeah, seriously, they performed well, even though they weren't at their best yet. Like you know, Marta wasn't at, wasn't at her best, um, but I feel like it was a superior. It this this was a head to head matchup this this shift in the in the league standings came in a head-to-head match and you know it's like the binya the binya scored i think and i don't remember who scored who scored the second one but the binya i think the binya scored the first goal um and this is that's how they took the lead i mean it was well deserved they both played well um it's like you can't sleep on martha she's just such a baller. I, I, bought, I literally have an Orlando shirt with her name on the back. That's, that's how much I, I believe in her ability, um, even though I'm a, a Chicago Red Stars fan. Yeah. Seventh in the <laughs> league, though. Seventh in the league, though. Seventh yeah, in man. the league. That, yeah. home record, that home record is not looking good. But... No, I mean, they, they'll, they'll do what they got to do. Um, we know we mm. don't have the best talent. Uh, but don't. 
but but you know there've been some imp- impressive performances um hopefully i get a chance to watch watch them in person in august um and uh, link up with a few people but i think the nwsl has been fantastic so far that league change i i think was was due so that we get more energy in that top in the, in the top uh the top 4 i want to see more dynamism like quietly houston dash have risen up the table um gotham is kind of like scary gliding you know what Mm -hmm. i mean like and and Mm -hmm. so everybody expected uh the oil rain to be killing it they keep signing every i i I think i feel like oil rain is the inter miami of the nwsl (laughs) (laughs) thank you for saying that that's absolutely accurate they are ninth ninth does this happen Nice, like you bro. literally have like just 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 go through their roster and you're like dang between the people who have been called up people who haven't been called up the people who just finished their european seasons and got pulled into this squad i'm like oil rain is stacked i don't understand why they're imploding so bad megan megan rapineau being the talisman or the alleged talisman i mean they're on seven points this season They've played four at home, four away. They've played eight games. They have, they've not done well. Um, they've lost three games on the road. They've lost two at home. You know what I'm saying? They only have what looks like four, mm, three, three wins to their name. Um, it's not looking good for the OL Reign, but bottom of the table is uh, Kansas City. You know, yeah, Kansas, Kansas City, City also. I mean, but, but we knew that. We knew, we knew to expect that. Is there essentially a new franchise? Um, uh, it's having essentially moved from Salt Lake um, and basically starting over. So I expect I expected the, their season to be rough, but Oil Rain, I expect it to be top three. With or, two or, games or in Rain. hand on the Orlando Pride, though, we do have to shout out Gotham FC. They have actually done better than most people thought that they would. They're top I, five. I They're definitely in the top half of the table. They, I expect you know what I'm saying? They mm-hmm. they probably have the most the most black players on their roster. They do. They, keep they, do. they, they just uh, pulled up Brianna Pinto, um, who's a a baller. Like they probably have the most sauce in the league. Um, Definitely. And I I've enjoyed. I I like so there are, there's a handful of teams I I try to watch their games on replay if I don't watch them live. And Gotham FC is one of them because. Uh, they got saucy players, and something's going to happen. I like There's to watch a, games because of Trinity Rodman. She's going to put somebody on their ass. Guaranteed yep. every Guaranteed. match. Guaranteed every match. Someone's yeah. ankles are getting broken when Trinity Rodman is out there doing the thing. Oh, you sure. know what I'm saying? Someone's ankles are getting absolutely wrecked out here, fam. Like, <laughs> let's just be absolutely clear on this. Trinity Rodman is a baller, and the fact that I'm going to harp on this until I'm blue in the face. I don't care if you win a gold medal in these Tokyo Olympics where there'll be no spectators. Again, state of emergency. Understand what I'm saying to you? But I don't care if you win a gold medal. Yeah, Crystal Dunn is the best player that you have. And she deserves a gold medal. But Trinity Rodman should be on that side. There's no way you take Carly Lloyd over Trinity Rodman. What's wrong with you? Hmm? Fam, I mean, even before that, like, I, I don't know. There's, I have. I think I ranted already about the selection, so I'm not going to get into it again. <laughs> again, but like I have major beef. Um, I will say, I will say that we did see because I was. I made a whole thing about Tobin Heath 
um, having not seen hide nor hair of her this year since she left Man City. I'm oh, sorry, Man Man United. Um, she came back in the Mexico matches and she definitely put in that mm, work. She did. She definitely put in that work and to get healthy and to be prepared. So that like, shout out to her. Um, I understand if folks have been seeing her in training like that, um, that why they would pull her, uh, pull her into the squad. But I was very perturbed. Um, I still think uh, Midge Per should be on that list. Yeah, and I think Emily Sonnet should be at home, not even on the on the, on the alternate list. I'm going to go to Jonathan with this, but Taylor Korniak should also be on that list as well. She's been absolutely amazing. You know what I mean? She's definitely, like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? She is yeah. the glamour. We don't have as a player like, concerned. well, I guess, I was going to say we don't have a player like that, but I guess the closest is like Sam Mewis. They got they got a couple big midfielders, um, Mewis and Horan. But, yeah, that's who's, that's, but like, who says you can't have more, right? Like, um, you can only have 23 players, to... though. That's the thing. That's what makes it difficult. You can only have 23. And I think they went with more defenders than anything else in that side, did they not? Uh, they did. I mean, they took attacking players. The problem for me was, you know, you included you included Carly Lloyd in this tournament when you don't necessarily, you know, like, if you, you watch any American football, legacy, <laughs> legacy, play. you know what I mean. Legacy like that's selection. that's that's a big roster spot, especially given all the attacking talent. Man, that's, listen, that's that's out there, especially because you need them to develop, right? To continue to develop. That's that's what that's what makes me mad about it. Like, um, someone like Trinity Rodman not even getting called up mm. to go to camp to go. Mm. You know what I mean? Like mm. to go learn from these folks when mm-hmm. you can see. What's, mm-hmm. what's, I mean, and, it's, and she's not alone. There, 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 there are actually several black women. I'm uh, going to say, I'm gonna say this. All right. all right, listen, uh, and, listen, and listen. Um, not only her, but what does Ziara King have to do to get a bam. fucking call up, bruv? Bam. What does she have to do, bruv? What does she have to do? Uh, yeah, this is what I'm saying. What does she have to do, go fam? To go to Portland. They got another striker up there who puts people on the ass every game and that oh may be God. you know what I mean like I, I, I there's 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 enough attacking talent that you should be developing them no matter what I felt like more people should have been called up even if they didn't make the squad acknowledge the work they put in Sydney LaRue on form oh my god bro the work she's doing as a forward especially if you don't put her in a nine you put her you put her on the wing the she didn't she get. Does, she didn't get one either. Like, I, I mean, that's the just like she does for her club, mm. offensively and defensively. Mm-hmm. Is it, you know, so if you're gonna if you're gonna include, you know, all these folks, all these legacy folks, man, then you know, the best thirty year old soccer women soccer player that could wear an American jersey is not named Alex Morgan or nope. Carly Lloyd. Nope. I mean, the only reason why Alex Morgan gets in is because her form for NWSL in terms no, of the under been pride, fantastic. Like, she's been fantastic. She has, right, and I will right give her that. I'm sorry. With one, without the other, it's not happening. It's not. She's not doing that on her own. That's the thing. And uh, let me go to Jonathan and Neil on this, because obviously we're talking about Trinity Rodman. We have to include the Washington spirit aficionado on here. And if we're talking about Sydney LaRue, we've got to get Jonathan 
on this. Chaps, in terms of both the table, how you see it going forward, and the selections that have been made, because that's still the most pressing issue here. What, what, what are your takes on this? I mean, the selections have, I mean, I'm sure Jonathan would agree. I think the selections have been made, and we can argue about who wasn't selected and who was. But at the end of the day, the Federation is going to be the Federation and do what the fuck they're going to do. It's awful that they made some selections that they did, um, considering that some of the players don't even have clubs to call, but for some reason they get calls up. Um, and players like Trinity Rod- Rodman and others um, don't get selected. Uh, but we've talked about it in previous episodes um, to the nth degree. Um, this is not something that's new. Um, it's going to be in front of a, uh, you know, there, there won't be, uh, anyone, um, in the stands for any of these matches. So it's almost like, um, maybe the Olympics shouldn't even happen. Uh, but you know, um, here we are. (laughs) Um, and while I think, I, I think the United States will still medal, um, uh, some of the some of the selections are very suspect. Yeah, um, I, I you know I wish that the um, Black Players Union could and just players in general could advocate for the better to show up um, and be represent and be better representations for the United States. But we know the U.S. Federation is a bunch of bums. It's nothing new. It's nothing new. <laughs> Yeah, it's really nothing new. And like I was like saying earlier, this election for the Olympics is really like legacy picks, really similar to what we're talking about with England. Uh, people are being picked for uh, commercial purposes. They're great players, but they're picked for commercial purposes. So it's no surprise that this is happening the way it's happening. And and for the example of Sydney LaRue, you know, a black woman not being picked, uh, undervalued by uh, this institution is not a surprise either. So uh, I'm not surprised by that. Uh, Trinity Rodman, people can make the claim like, yeah, she's she's a, a first year in the professional league, like she's inexperienced, but uh, you know, it's it's not a surprise that's just happening. Well, there we are. So that's going to be your around the pitch segment, I think. Um, I mean, it's fitting that Jonathan has the final word because he's the only person here at the pub that got the actual European Championships prediction right. Mando is absolutely on point with it. You need to read his article, goddamn! That deserves a Pulitzer! Shout out to the Pulitzer Selection Committee. Please nominate your boy! You know what I'm saying? Mm. Anyway, we're going to go ahead and pay a few bills and we'll be right back with the main segment. We'll be right back. The goddamn sauce. Nine different flavors, same goddamn feeling. Share our passion for sauce and discover the full goddamn range at www.thegdsauce.com. Use discount code TheBanterPubFC to save 50% when you cop the sauce. Hashtag boss up. 
Yes, yes, yes. You know what it is already. Time for the main segment. The subject du jour. The meat, if you will. We're going to be talking about, well, everything that happens every day. Racism. <laughs> we do this all the time, don't we? Because it's a daily thing, you know? To be dark-skinned in this world, well, boy. the ting. Ah! I'll give you the cliff notes before we get started. We're going to go ahead and lead off with the fact that the MLS apparently cannot cooperate racial abuse against Diego Chara. As far as the Portland Minnesota match is concerned, there is an extra caveat because the MLS obviously could not cooperate anything as far as LAFC Portland are concerned when it was Portland on the offensive, not the defensive. We'll get into that in a minute. Um, some COVID-related news, if you like. Um, Club de Foot Montreal have decided that Eric Hurtado needs to go because, obviously, with the COVID regulations in Canada and how they differ to the COVID regulations in the United States, they cannot use one of their talisman, one of their star players, if he refuses to get the COVID-19 vaccine. So he's gone ahead and gone for general allocation money. Uh, 200,000, I think is what the deal was, to Columbus Crew SC. So, you know, shout out to them, man, who are obviously going to be dealing with the Delta variant real quick. Uh, and then finally, we're going to go ahead and talk to uh, what's going on with Eunice Dabadi. Um, the Loudoun United FC fans have been a problematic all season long, I think it's fair to say, but half of Athletic have tried to back Eunice in their racism scandal. We will go ahead and touch up on that before we head into extra time. So I'm going to open up it to the floor, starting with the whole Diego Chara incident. Mandem! What say you in terms of what's going on with that? I mean, here, here we go again. Another, <laughs> it's like the GTA meme. Here we go again. Um, like, how, how often does the MLS fail when it comes to addressing racism, when it comes to talking about race, um, it's it's another footballing body that follows. You know, their their owners want to be Premier League and La Liga owners so bad that they address racism the same fucking way. And I just, <laughs> I don't understand it. I, I don't I don't understand um, the decision. Um, don't really get. The, it wasn't really an investigation, if we're being honest. Um, and <laughs> the results are, are not surprising. I, 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 I don't think... Um, I think the MLS in, investigating body is made up of Scooby-Doo villains. Um, I don't think they take uh, their investive work seriously. Uh, this is... It's fucking terrible. It's fucking terrible. And I... <laughs> Not Scooby-Doo villains, Neil. Listen, Alma, Jonathan, why is it that the MLS cannot find racism when it's definitely dancing in front of their salad? Well, I, I think it's... Um, they just want it to go away as soon as possible, right? Like, that's, that's the MO, is to brush it under the rug as much as possible. If you acknowledge that 
racism is a problem or homophobia is a problem in your league, then you actually have, you're obligated to do something about it. What are they willing to do? You know, not very much. That's why we've been advocates of the, you know, the nuclear options and the spectacle and the match, you know, walk off if, you know, because again, the officials aren't going to do anything about it. And so it's really up to the the players um, to, or uh, maybe their management to do, to take a stand in the moment. Because uh, after the fact, nothing's happened. We basically, we, we know that. That's the pattern. That's why we advocate for player action, worker action, uh, because that's the most effective to halt the the whole thing, to like pull attention back to the incident and say, okay, we have to fix this. Because anything that happens after the fact is just going to be whitewashed and and um, ineffectual. That's that's kind of my take. So not so. I don't think any one of us was surprised that this was the outcome, um, because this is so often the way these things go. Yeah, there's nothing more to say other than that. Like, unless the players' union has like a a way to challenge it, like they're, they're not going to do anything. They're just not going to the MLS. That is. So let's keep it rolling then. The well, Hartford. I, I was going to say real quick that, that the one thing you could probably expect is that the next collective bargaining agreement will have penalties for walking off the pitch. Right? I, I mean, I feel like the, the league is going to curtail this one thing that we're telling them that they can do because right now, I just feel like the players, you know, you got you got you got eat, eat the abuse. Um, if you're not willing to, or if you don't feel backed by your team and your manager and your your uh, entire club to walk off when you experience racism on the pitch. So we already talked about Loudoun United FC in terms of um, their racist supporters and how they put out a milquetoast statement in response to what they did in terms of monkey chants. Um, early this season. Well, they are back in the headlines again because obviously they would be. Um, Fam, who does monkey chants? What possesses you to do monkey chants? In like, 2021, of all places. Like, why I, would you I don't do that? know. Like, at any point in human history, when did that make sense? I don't get it. I really don't get it. But here we are. So, um, one Eunice uh, Buwadi. Uh, so, excuse me. Uh, um, Abu Dhabi. Um, let me make sure I pronounce that correctly. Do pro- uh, apologize, Eunice, if that is not the correct way to pronounce your surname. But um, posting a screenshot of somebody sending him a DM saying, <clears throat> and a quote, you disgraceful piece of shit, proper circus nigger, please be aware that this is a white man saying this shit. Okay, cool. So you talk shit, then you get pushed and you hold your face like you got smacked. Stupid camel fucker. You're not a Muslim. You're a clown. That was sent to him in the wake of um, Hartford United's, I believe it was a, either a draw or a victory against Loudoun United FC in the USL Championship. Now, um, Eunice posted a screenshot of this saying, I'll never accept any form of racism or hate like this ever. No matter what happens in the heat of the moment during a game, us as players and human beings give it our all every week. 
and always end the game with respect towards each other, which, excuse me, respect towards each other, be better. And he added Loudoun United FC. This is, as far as we're concerned, the second anti-black infraction that has come from the Loudoun United FC supporters. The first time their ship was dismissed under the rug, nothing was actually doled out to them because they weren't able to conclusively prove that Loudoun United FC supporters were doing monkey chants against a, was it a Phoenix Rising player, if I'm not mistaken? Uh, I think it it was Phoenix Rising, yep. I think it was Phoenix Rising. I I got to double check. But saying all that, uh, you can go ahead and look look that up, but that was a big to-do. We talked about it on a previous episode. Now we're here with... Um, Hartford United and Hartford United have been absolutely excellent this season. Um, they scored one of the goals of the USL Championship, um, which is all killer no filler. But they're the only goal that was scored from like mid midfield. <laughs> it has to be said, absolutely outrageous stuff, lads. I want to know what you think about um, Eunice having to basically speak out on this alone. Shout out to fucking Bitch FC. You know what I'm saying? They have been very, very vocal in trying to do something about this and support Eunice in this. So, um, and that is a real supporters group as well, as well. We definitely should get into them. Absolutely incredible energy coming from uh, FCFC. Uh, also, FBFC. But lads, what do you think? Should Eunice have had the to should he have even had to kind of put this to the body politic? I mean, so here's the thing. Um, if he didn't, then, then I don't think it's one of those kinds of things where unless people see it, they don't believe it. But, you know, uh, you know, people who are on the brunt of racism are, you know, on the brunt of white supremacy. We don't need to prove that it exists. We know that it's inherent in everyday life. However, people that benefit from white supremacy, people that benefit from racism, have to be shown front-facing, here's what the, you know, they have to be shown that mirror. And when they're shown that mirror, they are shocked at how fucked up they look. And this is another example (laughs) of how fucked up they look. So, yeah. I mean, it's... You know, similar to the MLS uh, non-findings in this investigation is like, one is it's social media. And we've talked about social media, like they they make money off of controversy and just doing just stupid ass shit like this, like racialized, racist, racist attacks, sexist attacks, uh, transphobic attacks, all those things like that. This is how they generate cash. So. Of course, people are going to be able to create these, no matter what they say about like, oh, we're going to crack down on racism, like the company saying that, or even these uh, getting uh, law enforcement involved and all that, like it doesn't matter. It's going to continue. So that's not a surprise for me. Like they're going to get these messages. Just, players are going to get the messages over and over again, no matter what they do, whether they do good or they do bad at the same time. but. I think for this to happen two times um, in the same club, for the same club, 
it's it's really a travesty, and it's it, it, we just mentioned it before, like unless there's a a, a drastic change, um, nothing is going like there's no repercussions. There's no re- there's no repercussions for white supremacy. You're not gonna get repercussions for white supremacy in a white supremacist state. That's just not that's just not realistic. No matter what you try to do, no matter what small interventions that you make, you're not gonna do it unless like there are major, major either consequences or people just straight up revolt. So I think it's just that that grounding is that Neil was just you know especially that people benefit from white supremacy, people benefit from white supremacy in forms of racist attacks online or just in your everyday. And you're not going to change anything unless people are when people get fed up to a point where it's like, all right, well, when let's fuck all this shit, man. We gonna we're gonna just take a stand. Like it's, it's not gonna happen. So for it it sucks that he has to he had to be the the one to like call this out and make a case for it. But that's always going to happen. It's always going to be these individual cases unless there's like collective action. Um, so yeah, that similar to the MLS case again, similar to what happens in NWSL. We talked about it with the, with the protest uh, around like uh, uh, the national anthem. Like there's got to be a drastic change that comes with this. That's the only way. Yeah, totally agree. Well, there it is. Again, shout out to uh, fucking Bitch FC. Um, absolutely one of the most vocal uh, supporters that I've ever seen in this American scene to date. Um, it's absolutely incredible the energy that you bring to every single fucking match. So uh, shout out to you standing up for what's right, standing up for basically trying to bring out the beautiful in the beautiful game. You do a really, really good job with calling attention to this stuff and you stand up for your players and I really appreciate you um, and what it is that you do. Um, But yeah, the USL has a track record of not picking up on this stuff. It doesn't matter if it's homophobia, shout out to the San Diego loyal. And if it doesn't matter if it's racism, shout out again to the uh, uh, Hartford Athletic. It's just a woeful response from an administrative level as far as the league is concerned. And it's just not good enough, I think it's fair to say. So let's go ahead and move on, though, to less racist matters and more. Uh... <laughs> uh, still racist. Still racist. <laughs> uh, woo! Club de Foot, Montreal. They've had to get rid of Eric T- Hurtado. Uh, for the simple fact that Canada and Quebec in particular's province has provisions saying that if the player is not vaccinated, then they can't play. All right. Eric Cortado is definitely one of the best players in the MLS. There's no dispute about that. But he has been transferred to the Columbus crew for $200,000 in general allocation money because Montreal decided that because he refuses to get the vaccine they can't use him and therefore he is just dead weight so he shifted off to the reigning defending mls champions chaps what do you feel about that obviously the subtext that comes along with that 
I mean, I have, I know what I'm going to say, but I'm going to wait for all of you three to go ahead and say what you have to say about that. You know what I'm saying? So, whoever wants to go first, go for it. But yeah. <laughs> so, so, yes, is there underlying racism um, and xenophobia attached to uh, removing a player or, or, send, or trading a player uh, because they uh, aren't willing to take a vaccine? Sure. Um, how, however, in order to protect yourself from uh, COVID-19 or any of its variations, the vaccine is the only, it, other than wearing a mask, it is the only clinical way to protect yourself from COVID-19. Um, shout out to uh, Vax That Thing Up. Um, <laughs> you, know, um, you know, for the 99s and the 2000s. Um, oh. <laughs> Many fresh and juvie. One time for 2021. This is a show. And Mia X. Anyway, Who knew that how they were going to come back? Right, right. And shout out to Mia X, of course, because she because because she was on it too. Um, but yeah, oh, I, yes. I, for you know, for a club in Club de Foot that's um, at the bottom of the, I think they're at the bottom of the West, I believe. Um, and uh, you know, they traded away one of their best players to make to potentially make uh, the crew better. Um, <sighs> because he didn't take the vaccine, and it's like now I think going to Columbus, he's going to have to probably be quarantined more than likely for fourteen days, um, or potentially longer. And let's go ahead and let's go ahead and clarify that, Neil. Um, Montreal are fourth in the East. Fourth in the East. They I'm are sorry. on nineteen points. Fourth in the East. They're, they're definitely firm. They're firmly. Definitely protecting their position as somebody who's definitely going to qualify for the MLS Cup playoffs towards the end of the season. In terms of the supporter shield, it probably is worth mentioning that uh, Club de Foot Montreal are sitting currently uh, eighth overall in the league. So they're definitely 100% top table, top half of the table uh, clubs at the moment. So with that in mind, what do you say about the decision to get rid of Eric Hurtado? I mean, I still think, uh, I think Eric should have gotten the, the, first of all, Eric should have gotten the vaccine. Like, um, this is a, you know, from the, from the moment this podcast started, we have always been a wash your hands, wash your ass, particularly during the case of the pandemic. We've all, we, we have said that consistently. Y'all motherfuckers don't listen and we're still in a fucking pandemic. So here we are. And now we have, you know, Eric Hurtado um, being ridiculous and not, you know, getting poked for five seconds. Um, there are three vaccines out there. Like, you can take any one of the three and you'll be set. But you don't want to take the vaccine and you're putting your, not only your life at risk, but also your loved ones at risk. That's what this is about. And at the end of the day, yes. You made Club to Foot um, $200,000 richer, and particularly their ownership, $200,000 richer. Not their fans. Um, let's be clear. <laughs> so, 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 yeah. So, yeah, I just... Like that real quick, you know what I'm saying? Like, 
the, the, the supporters are not seeing a cent of that money. I promise you on that. So, yeah, that's all I have about Hurtado. And for me, you know, when stuff like this comes up, it's like, what a shitty teammate you got to be. Right? Because um, it's not mandatory, right? Um, and I understand that people have valid reasons for, you know, being hesitant, but that's remedied with information. At this point, if you don't have some kind of autoimmune, if you don't have a, a, a reason that you can't take a vaccine, you just refuse to take it and go about and you want to go about living your life as it was pre-pandemic then you're just a careless callous piece of shit and um good luck to columbus right uh i hope it's worth it for y'all when somebody's loved one catches covid because because this guy was an asshole exactly yeah, I, I mean, yeah, uh, this justification that he's not, he's not comfortable doing it, it just makes no sense. Like, like Amo was saying, there is, I mean, historically, and we've dealt with this since the, the vaccine development was even happening, like the historical context of vaccinations or, or medications in, in history, in medical history. Uh, and how that's racist within itself and classes within itself. But when the vaccine first came out, it was rich ass white people that were the first to get it. So that for me, the, my indication was like, okay, well, then this shit must be good then. Cause if they're getting it, then uh, it should, I mean, that's, that's a really non-scientific, but uh, my, my, it's like, if they're, if they're cool with it, then I don't know why I shouldn't be cool with it. And for the fact that, yeah, like people are, people are dying. We're in a pandemic still. People, cases are rising. Uh, the, the, the virus is mutating um, in, in ways that is making it much more, much more difficult for uh, people that are living in poverty all across the world. So it is very selfish to not do the research to see that actually this is a safe thing to, for you to do and you should do it because you're it's not again it's not about protect it's not even about protecting you at this point like like everyone has just said it's about protecting the people around you um so it comes off across as very selfish and even though even though like restrictions are very difficult uh across countries across you know international borders again is tied to racism because the who is impacted the most by covid um are black people are poor people um and that's that's always been the case for anything so your 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 fear it's it's about having fear about this is valid like how you how your body's going to react to it and whatnot that i i understand that but Ultimately, the impact is that is less. It's less about your feelings, more about the people that are actually impacted, which you're safe from. Like you're gonna be around people that are vaccinated. You're gonna be good. Uh, you can move maneuver around the world because you have the funds to take care of yourself. Should you actually test positive, 
But uh, many people in the world don't have that option. They'll have that. Yeah, they don't have that option. And so, of course, like, I don't even think he's giving he's going to quarantine because, you know, United States, you know, we don't give a shit about quarantine or anything. Like, we're just going to let things happen, let things rock. Particularly in Ohio, I'm sure. They're definitely going to let things rock. So, he doesn't even have to worry about that. But I think the notion, like, if if you're a professional athlete with you are i i think the worst part about it is like you're again you're a professional athlete you get top level medical care many of those things are probably not you know 100% verified by uh, by science by the FDA by all these these regulatory bodies but you will consent to that but the vaccine is okay. Well, no, I can't do this now. Like that doesn't make that's a total contradiction to me. Pam's drinking Coca Cola. Like I don't <laughs> get like you drinking soda. Like I don't, I, I don't, I don't get it. Like and people yeah. are like in this one realm. We're like, oh yeah, you know, can't put this thing I don't understand in my body. Yeah, like, yeah. Coca Cola. You know, you what's know, the one down. thing that I don't understand in my body? The fucking virus itself. I don't understand that. It's gonna attack my. It's gonna attack my respiratory system. You know what I'm saying? To the point where I can't and breathe independently on my own. Yes, and my um, immune system is gonna get ravaged on top of that. Yeah. If we're talking about things that we don't want in terms of foreign substances in the body, let's start with the fucking virus proper. How about that? That's the thing that I really and truly don't understand about these conspiracy theories that keep coming around. You don't want the vaccine in your body. I understand that from an agency point of view, but from a pragmatic point of view, you lose me because you want the vaccine. You don't want the virus proper. So why are you so hesitant to get the thing that prevents the virus from actually licking your ass down? I don't get it. I don't understand it. This is 17th century old science. We have perfected it to the point where we can have this shit out in a matter of months as opposed to a matter of years. What are you men saying? I really don't get it. Eric Cortado, you're a fucking idiot. As far as I'm concerned, I'm just going to leave it at that. But the rest of you can go ahead and opine on that. Yeah, I said my bit. He's an asshole. And good luck to uh, to the crew and their loved ones. Yeah. It, it, and it's, it's, you know, the argument is like, you you can contradict the science all you want. I, I mean, I, I just mentioned it. Like, we do so much shit here in this in this country in itself. Not not to mention other places in the world, but other places in the world, they'll take they'll take the vaccine, no problem. But we allow we eat things, we drink things, we do things, we interact with things that are totally unhealthy for us uh, willingly. But the vaccine is where we draw the line. That just makes no sense. So, and we actually have 24-hour research around this. So that makes no sense. And yeah, you're you're really not. That's just the nature of this country. Like we're we are very individual. We we think like we, it's indoctrinated in us. I, I mean, I mentioned this many times. Like that's just the nature of this 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 land that we're on. Uh, well, not this land. This land is, is indigenous land, so it's very much a, a, a it's very much distant from what uh, 
the state that's here believes, but it, it's just an example of how individualism is just very toxic and it will it, it's it's not a it's not about how you're impacted, but it's like you don't care what anybody else feels because you are good. And that just makes no sense to me. I was raised different, obviously. So maybe that's why it just makes sense to me. But that, that mindset is just... And, and, to, and the, 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 also the contradiction within that is that you play in a sport where collective action is necessary for you to be victorious. So that just also doesn't make any sense to me. So that's this is my feeling on it. I mean, that is really where we are with it. Um, Eric Cortado, you did this to yourself, player. You played yourself. You could have been playing for one of the of one of the sides that are actually doing well in the league. You know what I'm saying? Uh, no disrespect to the Columbus Crew. Obviously, they're they're the defending, you know, reigning defending um, MLS Cup champions. But in terms of the conference, oh well, well. So we're going to pay a few bills. <laughs> and we'll be right back with extra time Arma's brainchild the thing that's been carrying us through this sophomore season we'll be right back stay tuned don't go away we'll be right back okay you know what it is it's that time extra time yep a lot of that in the European Championships, obviously. You know, certain man's legs aren't what they used to be since the COVID hit the scene. Do you know what I mean? So, shout out to uh, the sides that have managed to... Well, with the exception of England, because fuck England. But, but like, shout out to the sides that have managed to go ahead and turn over extra time victories. Things of that nature, you know what I'm saying? Well done. Um, shout out to the sides that competed in extra time. Obviously, I had to go ahead and dig deep to try and get that victory. But, you know, maybe it came up short, but well done. Uh, but fucking love. so I don't know open floor you've got 30 seconds to go ahead and talk about what it is that you have been moved by this week so you know what fuck it let's start with Jonathan this week because he is the only person that's been right about who made the final so Jonathan 30 seconds go I'm happy you start with me because I'm, I'm feeling inspired today um, you know the one constant in this world is is thickness. So I've been inspired by the thickness uh, this week. You know, and it's not just me. Uh, recently, um, within the USA basketball, they should be canceling the Olympics, but they they've recent uh, as the recent interview with Greg Popovich, the coach of the Spurs, um, talking about Bradley Beal. Uh, a Florida legend from UF, and now a DC legend. Shout out to Neil. Uh, talking about you know his development as an athlete physically, um, and now you see so thick. And you know the thickness is just it's just is is contemplating. It's it's in my brain now. The thi- like how, how does he get so thick? Yaya Torre is talking about thickness, like how thickness makes a better player. Renato Sanchez thick, aka Jacquees thick. Um, uh, Lukaku thick. Uh, both of them are champions, 
So it, it just all makes sense to me now. Like the the the, the science is there. Um, we need to do a deeper investigation, but um, that's just been on my mind in a, in a minute. That's my extra time, and I thank you. I thank you for for uh, allowing me the floor. I should have cut you like fifteen seconds ago, Neil. <laughs> um, you're up. Thirty seconds. Go. So first of all, uh, shout out and prayers to uh, the Haitian people, people as they uh, transition leadership. Won't speak on the details of the situation, but prayers up to Haitian people. Uh, also, uh, as an aside, just want to prepare folks as we talk about the end of our sophomore season and uh, coming back again. The Fantasy Premier League is coming back and making a heavy comeback, but the only way for you to participate is being a part of our Discord. So we will be promoting that. Uh, in the in the coming month, in you know, in the month of August, as we get ready to roll out a few exciting things post August uh, at the end of the summer, and uh, look out for some great content from us coming weeks, including the fantasy prem next season. El Capitan is not lying. Armor, thirty seconds. Go. Yeah. So this past week. Um... Mexico played a friendly match against Nigeria um, in LA. Uh, when it was first announced, I thought I was, I'm, I considered going out there to watch the match. I didn't, obviously. Um, and Mexico won 4 0. Um, the interesting thing about that match is that it was the Nigerian squad had no known internationals. All the players were Nigerian Premier Football League players. And I think it showed a gulf in the class between what you know what's available on offer um, in the diaspora and um, and the focus we need to have in Nigeria in developing the players in that league. I think um, they acquitted themselves well enough um, against a close to full strength Mexico squad, but. Um, I think it, it underscored the need to work on development and developing that, that domestic league so you can take the potential that exists on the ground and see it develop into, you know, what it can what it can be. Um, I'm convinced that there is gold behind them, their hills. And um, big up to these uh, Super Eagles on getting called up and getting a chance to represent their country. Um, everybody doesn't get to do it. So shout out to them. And uh oh yeah, we go. Big Rossler. You didn't think I was gonna call you out, didn't you? You did think I was not gonna call you out, did I? Come on now, Rossler. Come on now. Bless the people with them dosset tones, fam. Twenty thirty seconds. Go. I have a, a request for you, Joseph. We'll see, we'll see if it happens. I'll I'll message it to you to see if you do it because I don't want to put you on the spot if you're not filling up to it, but. I definitely want to echo some of the sentiments, not by the heathen John, but by the captain, Neil. Uh, you know, we're kind of feeling it right now, and we will, the Haitian people are resilient people, and we'll make it through it. But also, on a more positive note, sometimes it's hard to see what's ahead when we're in the planning phase and whatever we're trying to do. 
And whether you know what's coming or not, whether you think you're going to achieve that goal or not, you just have to keep going and planning and have a good support system to be able to achieve those things that you're looking to do. And it's going to be tough, but eventually you'll get there for whoever needed to hear that. Man like Rosser on the wheels of steel. You know what I'm saying? Listen, you bless everybody here. Listen, I am actually going to um, use my 30 seconds to go ahead and touch on one thing and one thing in particular. Now. It's all good and well that um, Mexico are going to be playing matches behind closed doors for World Cup qualifiers for the homophobic abuse. But um, Chicago Fire, while you may have gotten a win over Orlando City FC, I need you to do better in terms of your support of the AZON. And there was one person in particular that I'm talking about, but I'm actually not going to mention that person because they know who they are. You heard that homophobic chant. We all did on ESPN. You heard it too. You're in the position to do something about this, and you've actually elected to do the opposite. Because I guess since moving back to Soldier Field, kind of tight on the purse strings there, so you need, you know... A certain sect of homophobic supporters to go ahead and shore up your supporter section revenue. I just want to let you know that you're a fucking coward, mate. And the fact that the Plastics, which is one of the most respected supporters groups in this country, has decided to disassociate themselves from you, says everything that I need to know. Do better. You can have a Pride Night all you like during June. But come July, August, September, October, November, December, we know where you're really at. And it's not good enough. You need to step your fucking pussy up. That's all I'm going to say. If you're really worried about the money, find someone else to go ahead and show up the supporter section stuff. Because the people that you're leaning on, not anybody that you really want to be affiliated with. I'm not going to say no names, but everybody in Chicago knows who I'm talking about. And that's all I'm going to say. With that being said, I will leave you with a rendition of the Hose Prayer. So if you would all bow your heads and close your eyes, let me go ahead and take you through it. In the beginning, there was thirst, and the thirst was with Hose, and the thirst was Hose. For whosoever believeth in thirst shall not perish but inherit everlasting orgasms. Somebody say a them. This has been another episode of the Banter Puff FC. The sauciest team in the game. The spiciest takes on the pitch. You already know what it is. At the Banter Pub FC. T-H-E-B-A-N-T-E-E-R-P-U-B-E-F-C on Twitter and Instagram. That Twitch stuff is coming. That YouTube stuff is coming. We have been staying low and building. You already know what it is. When it drops, you'll know what it is even more. For Rosso on the wheels of steel. For El Capitan, Neil. For Alma, for Jonathan. I am your hostess with the mostest. Joseph Guthrie, a.k.a. Bay Grills. Always watch your back post. Even though it's not a set piece, you still need to watch your back post. The real KD. You know what it is. 
Bands Privacy, baby. The best podcast in the game, bar none. We'll see you next week. We're out.